Last week on Lore Seekers. The one thing that we never have to strive for from Zoss is information on what's coming. I think uh, I think Rich said that he was going to get a, a facial tattoo. Oh, cool! Is he going like the eye drop? Yeah, of um, <laughs> of Debella. If um, <laughs> if there was a certain number of people that showed up say. to this, stop talking when I'm talking. I'll do what I want. You you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Thirty-five emperors for PCNA. That's awesome, dude. 35. From the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. So, I just want to know, when you showed up here, what's with the short shorts? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I have my skates in my backpack. Are you skating around Skyrim now? Yep. You are. That's, yeah. your, that's short, your thing. Short shorts and skates. Short shorts. it's sh- hot out. Short, oh. And I like to exercise. But well, the problem is, yeah. with skates... In Skyrim, right? Yeah. Even though it's unseasonably hot, which is why I'm wearing the short shorts, you can't skate on cobblestone streets. <laughs> it, it presents a problem and a trip hazard. <laughs> so yeah. I decided to carry them mm-hmm. and just walk in my fluffy socks. Mm. Is that the why the sand's all over the floor? Yeah. Yeah. You can clean that yeah. up? But you like the shorts, huh? Yeah, well, yeah the, that, that stood out to me. Perfect. Probably standing out to a lot of other people, too. You may so, want to consider changing. Maybe put some so pants on. My question for you is... Yeah. Why do you have that stupid face? Why'd you bring that? Welcome back, Oh, Bella. look. Here what she is. Today? <laughs> Bourbon barrel stout. But yeah, one of those. Make it two. Make it two, please. Coming right up. All right. So... Thank you. Quick caveat for everyone who's listening to the show. This is actually the second time we're doing this intro because Jibs forgot to hit record. <laughs> newbie so my man tell me about your day you told me about two minutes ago but you can tell me again if you want <laughs> i told you two minutes ago what my week was like i'm just gonna say it again i'm gonna shorten this version all right i've had a hell of a week covid's hit hard yeah. at home not like at home home but at my job yeah and um it's affected me greatly this week i am not sick that's good Yet, <laughs> but I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> You're no, it's been a it's been a it's been a very very difficult and work filled week. I just had a, a couple days off this week, which is not the norm uh, because we're short staffed. We've got some some sick folks who are at home and quarantined and being treated and doing fine, but it makes the rest of our workforce um basically force hired. Yeah, so. They yeah. tell you you're staying, you're staying. So that is just what my week's been like, and it's just super busy. Mm. A lot of stuff going on, so 
you know trying to deal with all that stuff and it's uh like we went through the whole stay at home thing and it was okay it wasn't terrible i mean i'm a gamer so what am i going to do anyway i'm going to stay home my girls were cool with it but i think you know now we're still trying to do the whole social distancing thing and staying out other than the essentials that we're supposed to do or you know that we need to do we're still kind of staying at home but at the same time after four plus months we're starting to go a little bit crap crazy Mm. so it's like but we're trying to do what we're supposed to do and like the rest of the world is really doing a lot of that Everybody's out doing their thing. And it's, I don't know. you know what? People are running out of patience. People are, I mean, and I get it. It's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to isolate right now. It's difficult to, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's been five months, you know. They're coming. It's, it's, I get it. It's difficult. I and mean, I'm not, I'm not picking a side here. I'm just saying, like, I feel it's, I'm, I'm, it's difficult, man. Like, you talk no, about it. it it definitely sucks. And, you know, the thing that sucks even worse than that is that yesterday um, our governor shut us down again. I mean, my wife's not working again. <laughs> so Right. She's like, she comes in, she's holding her phone up like this. And, it, you know, it's got the article on there about our governor shutting down hair salons and a bunch of other stuff. And she's just like, here we go again. And I went, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah. yeah, she went to go pick up her stuff at her salon today and she's home. Jeez. Which is great. Yeah. But, you know, just sucks for her because it backs her up with all of her clients and stuff like that. So it's... It's difficult. It's been a very trying week, Jibs. It is. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, I'm fine, man. Resilience. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. My week has you, though? definitely not been that at all. <laughs> My week has been very... Uh, it's been busy for work, but it's also been good. Like, there's just been kind of a little bit more of a chill vibe to it. Um... It's starting to get the feel in the air that school's getting ready to start again, um, which means both of you know my family's going to be back at it doing their thing, and uh, you know I was t- <laughs> talking to my wife and uh, like, do you realize we've been at home together the whole family for five months? She's like, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a long time. She's like, yeah, yeah, it is. She's like, I mean, do you know how you're... many times I've threatened? <laughs> You and your sleep, and you just don't know it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe she did. Yeah, how many times my hands have been really close to choking you out? <laughs> I know. I've definitely been there. It's, and we're not alone. I mean, you know, it's, hey, you know, marriage and family is one thing, but people need their personal space, too. Like you need alone time. Yeah. And when you can't get away, it uh, it does wear on you, especially after several months. It's like, holy moly. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's probably the darkest start to any yeah. Lore Seekers podcast that we've had so far. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, five months of this. I don't know what Mark can do. <laughs> you ready to lighten it up? Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Lore Seekers. I about said Lore Seekers Live. Hey, we are live, by the way, on Twitch. You can come watch the live shows uh, twitch.tv slash Lore Seekers Podcast. And if I'm not mistaken, somebody, normally we don't do this, but. Uh, shout out to Toasted Peanut. I believe he just gifted some 30 subs. So that may be a thing. Holy shnikes. Thank you. And Thank you, Toasted. Appreciate that. Much love. Toasted Peanut, you're fantastic. And and uh, Tested Weevil did it 
right before that. Test, yeah. We got a, you guys we got are a amazing. Thank you very much. Bidding war going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Much love. But um, awesome. yeah, can't pass. You can't can't not give him a shout out. That's that's pretty amazing. All right. right. So um, anyway, welcome. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. This is your first time hanging out here, friends. We talk the Elder Scrolls Online. And trust me when I say we have a lot of things to talk about today. Of course, per usual, there's no shortage of ESO talk. <laughs> this is Volume 7, Number 6, and we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my brother from SoCal, Cash. Friends, I uh, I didn't mean to bring down the show there right at the beginning, but that this it's just been a rough week, and um, I am like super excited to talk at ESO and Elder Scrolls. Yeah, because there's more. There's more. I haven't just been playing Elder Scrolls online. Oh my gosh! I needed like a double injection this week. <laughs> so there was yeah, so much I needed more Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I did. The funny thing is, I started playing Skyrim. It was just uh, I just modded it, you know, to the to the nines and then to the nines. How funny is that? <laughs> and um, I ended up still playing. I'm still playing the same character that I always play. <laughs> Friggin' Bosmer, stealthy little thiefy dude. But I love it. But you love it so bad. Yep. Well, I I don't know. I don't have a point to that. Just I, no, it's to, it's fine. I can, I, can, I can roll with it. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what um, I'm doing. Listening to you uh, talk about your Stam Warden. Lately, I've been having this itch. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been having this itch, and everyone's like, scratch it. But, uh, of course, Cash is like, well, you know, you need to scratch that itch. I'm, yeah, you know, you know what you need to play. All right. Long story short, I've been having this itch, and uh, a couple glasses that really have been standing out to me that I really... Why are you laughing? I'm not even having... Because you said I have this itch, and I was going to say, but the cream's not helping. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, so, it's yeah. It's too much fun. I've been thinking about <laughs> a couple classes. Uh, Dragon Knight. Magda K. So, uh, Magicka Dragon Knight. Or a uh, Magcro. Magicka uh, Necromancer. Or the third and final option was a Stam Warden. Because ding, I don't, ding, 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 I feel like I hear it from somebody every week. I'm not <laughs> sure who. I don't even want to share it I'm with not, our friends. Because they're not going to believe me when I say that I really like my Bobo Warden. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what. Man, I picked up this. Um, I made a Stam, a Stam Warden. Orc Stam Warden. Yes, you did, and um, and much love to Zino here in chat tonight. With the hey, much love, man, haven't seen Zino. Much love, up, brother. Dude? Good to see you, buddy. I'm about to talk about your Bobo Warden. Yeah, your lots Yogi of Bobo build. going around <laughs> up in here. But uh, yeah. anyway, just a whole lot of Stam Warden. Trying that out, just leveling, just enjoying the game. And I tell you what, if it's not that, it's been a whole lot of freaking antiquities. We uh, we did a stream over the weekend on the Lore Seekers uh, Twitch page, and normally we don't. Like we lately, we just haven't been doing it. You know, it's just been real, bu- real busy with real life, and uh, usually our weekends, we you know lately it's just been a whole lot of recoup and rest up. And but uh, we did a Twitch stream, and it was just a whole lot of antiquities and chat helped me with a lot of antiquities. It was a good time, so I've been grinding that. Yeah, but you you breezed over something that I believe that you should be covering this week. What? What? What did you name your orc stam warden? Uh, Crocknoto. <laughs> Let's say that a little slower for for the friends, so they can hear what you said. He named his orc Croc 
Noto. Well done, sir. Anybody who's a longtime fan here. See, so a lot of people are going to be like, what is that? And other people are going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, there is a little story back, I don't know, Should I give a few the story? months ago. Huh? Should I give the story? I'll give, I'll give the Cliff's Notes version. All right. There is a little story about Jibs wearing cargo shorts. What kind of shirt? You wear a little short sleeve button up? Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a long sleeve dress shirt I rolled up. It was entirely too small. It was the only one I had clean. <laughs> oh my god, you're a freaking mess. <laughs> cargo shorts, a button up, yeah, and Crocs to a wedding. So it's kind of become a thing here on the show about jibs and Crocs. So yeah, he uh, he named his um, his orc after after Crocs. I was a uh, I was completely comfortable during that wedding. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. I'm literally. actually excited for you, and I'm also I'm also excited that Zynode's here because I can tell Zynode and the other folks in here that there is finally a Bobo Warden build that works freaking amazing. Like mm. I am having a blast yeah. on my little Bosmer Bobo Warden, and he's going to vet trials and he's doing quite well. Yeah, you are, man. I'm very very happy about that. So Zy, amazing. Fantastic build. And I love the fact that he explains everything in his videos because I will go back and watch them over and over and over. And I'll watch his rotation real close. I'll hit the freaking slow motion to watch his roto. And okay, timing, three, two, one. Burp, 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 burp. And then I study it, study yeah. it, study it. And then I go back and do it. You're all in. I'm 100% in. It's like there's there's not that many Bobo you know, bow, bow. When I say bow, bow, friends, I'm talking your character is using a bow on the front bar and a bow on the back bar. And with the Warden class, it works extremely well. Like, it's totally doable. And I got this little trick for AOE pulls where I just, I'll use dressing room to just like one click and it changes my skills. Mm-hmm. And I'll use some different, you know, to add some AOE to that. And dude, mm-hmm. he's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that was possible. So I'm pretty stoked. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's funny because I feel like we've been casting for about like 20 minutes, but we've actually been done this for roughly 13 because I forgot to record. So anyway, oh, friends. Well, if you That's missed right. us on last episode, we talked Men Your Mayhem results. You heard it right off the top. Uh, also, ESO Live discussion on expiration of antiquity leads. Yeah, a lot of good comments on that. It was a fun one. And we did a lore lesson on the great... Houses of Marwin. Now, this week, we're answering your fan mail. We're talking Stonethorn. All of that. Mm. All that goodness. It's amazing. Stick around and enjoy it. Uh, Lady Thorn and a new Meet the Character. We're going to be talking. We're going to be highlighting. We're giving cliff notes on the Stonethorn PTS patch notes. They were so good, we couldn't pass them up. So we're going to be talking about it here on the show. And then we're polishing off with a cold glass of lore lesson on... We... Actually had a little request, yeah. And I don't know if uh, if our friends in PvP we were running cereal last night, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Quick Joe that had asked, said we need a lore lesson on the Nibbin Bridge, and I was like, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> You're getting a lore lesson not on just the Nibbin River Bridge, but Nibbin as a whole. Oh, we're gonna talk. One of the main and original races of Cyrodiil tonight. 
I hope you put that article up before I release this episode because I don't know how on earth to spell that. <laughs> Nibene. Nibene, like bene, like bidet, but with an N? Just, yeah, it's the same as water shooting up at your butthole. <laughs> okay, same thing. Right. That's good. <laughs> oh, hey, check this guy out. I've been looking for you. Yeah? Got something I'm supposed to deliver. All right. Your hands only. Where's your socks? I'm better yet, where's your shoes? Why aren't you wearing sh- What? Hey! <laughs> he does wear some clod hoppers, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you call those shoes or galoshes, but... Well, all right. Well, friends, it's that time. You send us your voicemails, your emails, all the good things. We're doing both today. We talk about it here on the show. And first up, we've got Mr. Davis. Send us an email. He says, hey, cash and jibs. Spelled cash right this time. I'm a newish mm. player at ESO, and I've been embroiled in the eternal struggle of finding my, quote, forever class. <laughs> well, oh, I know somebody who's been right there with you. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found it. I've been bouncing between five different tunes and haven't forgot or haven't gotten past level 26 on any of them, doing so intentionally as I wasn't sure if I wanted to put hundreds of hours into a class I didn't like all that much. That was until I found my Bosma Bosmer stamina warden. Touchdown! Touchdown, Minnesota! I really enjoy the aesthetic of the Warden class and also think the Bosmer of all races embody the qualities and skills that the Warden represents. While creating this character, I wanted to give him a lore-friendly name, something I've never done before. While trying to think of a solid Wood Elf name, I started thinking, how did all the races of Tamriel get their names? I know there's plenty of other resources I could go to for this information, but I would love to hear y'all's take on it. Having a lore-friendly name for our characters really helps with immersion in RP and strengthens the connection we have with our characters. Also, just wanted to say hi. I'm not a lore seeker myself. I really do appreciate you guys. Listening to the podcast truly is the highlight of my week. Keep up the great work and stay safe. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. He said it's the highlight of his week. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll so- take the lead. Yeah, naming conventions. They, they, it is. This is something with character creation that I absolutely get locked in on. So I will go through and create my character. Like a lot of times, I'll put it on paper before I do anything because I'm nerdy like that. I like to not necessarily like write a backstory, but I like to have something on paper so I know what I'm doing when I get there. Just the way I do it. Anyway, it'll take me. 10, 15 minutes to get through the aesthetics of my character and an hour plus to figure out the name. If I haven't already done that, because I like to be lore friendly with name, with my naming conventions, the way that I, you know, spell out my characters, like, because I'm going to be with that character, hopefully for a long time. Mm. At least that's how I feel when I first, well, roll a character at least that week week you do <laughs> it's prior to the murder <laughs> so. before the crime <laughs> exactly so um there's lots of ways to do it you can go with traditional names now if you were to look up something like bosmer names or um Khajiiti names argonian names all the the styles of how they are done lore friendly wise are all different 
So when you look at Khajiiti names, a lot of times it's like, um, I don't know, Dances with Wolves. Something like that. That's a you good know, movie. I know it's a great movie, by the way. Oh, man. Nice pull. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Pix's Nose. Something like that mm. is, is commonplace for both Khajiit and for Argonians. Is that, a, is that an Alfiq in the background? Uh, <laughs> is, that a little, is that the banker or the merchant? <laughs> Which one is it? Does she have wares? Uh, <laughs> this one doesn't, but it's about to be tacos. <laughs> um, and then if you if you look at like traditional orc names, there's always a, like a something grow something in it. Uh, for Altmer, it's um, they're very like Feindal. Um, like the AE is kind of a big thing in there. There's all kinds of different prefix, prefixes and suffixes in naming conventions for different characters mm. and different races. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Finding those names or making them up yourself can sometimes be an issue. So little tool that I use, and I'm sure plenty of people who listen to our show have used it before. There is a website, and I believe it is fantasynamegenerator.com. Let me see. Fantasy oh, yeah, name, that's it. Fantasynamegenerator.com. That's now, a good one. This is like a massive database that will give you random names based on certain things you're looking for. So, for instance, if you want names of anime characters Hmm. if you want names of bounty hunters if you want names of cyberpunk characters dark elves goblins gnomes giants wood elves it's all here you literally click on whatever name you want and it will randomly give you a list of 10 different names that you can choose from and if you just keep clicking until you find one that looks cool I'm telling you I have gotten so many ideas from Fantasy Name Generator or names for my characters. That's awesome. It's really cool. And they have yeah. um, Elder Scrolls names are in here too. So, oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, there so anyway, you go. That's my take on it. Yeah. I have nothing to add. That was fantastic. Well done. Mr. Davis, thank you for the email. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. That was a cool one. Uh, so, mm, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. It's fool. That one. Thank you. Uh, yep. Love the show. I'm a long-time listener and first-time writer. Going back to the else... You got a sippy cup? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is? No, it's my is this play? It is this makes noise. Playtime with cash? Keep reading. Man, you are toxic today. <laughs> Going- <laughs> Going back to the elsewhere reveal, release for a moment. At one point, you had on one of the dev team on. I'm following this email, and we're talking about what it was like to work with Bethesda on new lore. Okay, I hope at some point you can have them back on so we can hear how the conversation went about reintroducing dragons. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that meeting. Cash, I'm curious about one of the comments you made during the Marlin Great House's lore lesson. Uh-oh. It sounded <laughs> We got an email. It sounded like you didn't like Sotha Sil for instigating the conspiracy against Nerevar and Azura, uh, or maybe you meant because he was involved. If so, I'd love to hear what led you to that conclusion. 
Everything I've seen and heard made me think Vivek or maybe Almalexia convinced the other two, and so the Sil reluctantly went along with the plan. They were lower less on the wood orcs, inspired me to create an AD character that I actually like. Before, I had struggled to find a character idea for that faction, so I appreciate all the time and effort you put into preparing them each week. Jibs, you should totally make an EP chapter. My Nord Archer has been waiting. All Not this, happening. All this time. <laughs> Stay safe, guys. The all Alinor ringtail known as Zobuma Fool. PC I loved everything a. until right at the end. The there part shall that's be actually no. the part that's talking to me. Yes, there yeah. shall be no Evan yeah. Hart pact. I could see the one chapter. Yeah, we bleed yellow. Hey, we all know what, what color we really bleed. Oh, okay. Is that why you emped on yellow? Man, why you gotta do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do me like that. <laughs> No, this is act, this is a really good email, actually, and um, thank you very much, Zabuma Fool, for this one. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not really a Sotha Seal fan, and it I get a lot of comments on this one too. But when we covered those, we covered actually a couple, or maybe even a few times, we we mentioned it, but we actually did uh, a full lore lesson on the tribunal, and um, if you recall. We talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago when we talked about the uh, the great houses of Morrowind as well. But Almalexia, Sothasil, and Lord Vivek, yeah, together make up the the tribunal. And what basically happened was the Hard Lorcan was within the Red Mountain. Well, these three demigods, you could say. Uh, were ascended to that godhood because they were drawing from the power of the heart of Lorcan. And they were convinced to do so by Sothasil. And by doing so, they went against the wishes, their promise to Azura. And mm. that's what irritated me because, I don't know, I don't want to say I'm a Boy Scout, but if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. And I try, like, I try to live my own life, like, very honest and not deceitful and stuff like that, right? So, even reading about these fictional characters, sometimes stuff like that just rubs me the wrong way. And so the seal for as brilliant and amazing as he was, he was very influential. So... Yeah, there was kind of a conspiracy against the Nerebar and Azura, and he was, as far as the way that I read the lore and covered it, could be totally wrong. But I don't think I am. (laughs) 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 So the seal was a major reason why Almalexia and Vivek fell into doing that. And it's like, Mm. for what? For power? Not cool. So... Anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Dark Elves, but man, I'm really over the whole living God thing. Like, they just drive me nuts. After a while, I don't, yeah. and this has taken me two years to get to this point, I think, in the ESO, but I'm just like, man, I'm so over, you guys. Like, we're yeah. out here saving worlds. They're we're out here gnarly. killing dragons, and you're sitting here with your playing crisscross applesauce floating in the air. <laughs> That's just my back. He's a little flamboyant. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> But, We're know, laughing when you when you get down to the brass tacks of Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah, 
there is some dark crap that has gone on oh yeah in the history of elder scrolls and we covered some of it last week when we talked about the great houses and i mean the enslavement of other races the things that the aliens did to children it was freaking horrible like some of it's like oh my god there needs to be a freaking man a rating on this, this Dude, is I, not yeah. sufficient for I tell work. You what, those are the more lessons that you're just like <laughs> i know like even <sighs> last week i'm like oh, i don't want to i was talking to jibs i'm like i don't want to cover that but it's in the lore it's, <laughs> it's like we didn't write a terrible. <laughs> but yeah oh. i mean it's that's what happens in a dark fantasy world and for as much as you know we want to like laugh at all the other amazing things about elder scrolls and you know the whimsical beautiful things oh the indrix and all it is a dark dark fantasy world yeah that's what elder scrolls is and you know yeah and speaking of that we're gonna get a little bit more of that here in a little bit especially with the meet the character and all those things too so yes for sure good email yeah thank thank you so much it's a boomer fool Absolutely. We got a cup. We got to polish it off here with a couple more voicemails. First one from longtime listener, longtime caller. We wanted to make sure and play this. Teddy, Holtos, my friends, take a listen. Hi, Laura Seekers. This is Teddy Holtos. This year has ended up being one of a lot of disappointments for me. I'm seeing, I was a senior this year, so I found my senior year being cut short with no chance to say goodbye to many of my classmates. I've also found that many of the things I've been looking forward to over the summer have been canceled, and worst of all, many changes are coming to my long, long-awaited attendance of college. As my mother and sister have put it, it seems to be 2020, the year of all the work but none of the fun. I hope to change that today as I begin playing for the first time Ifengrim, my Nord Templar, in ESO. I've been waiting for over two years listening to your podcast, and I'm finally at the point where I can play the game. I must say it is one of the... It's it's really good to have. I am so excited to be able to get in the game, and after I explore it a bit for myself, getting to meet everyone once again, especially you two in-game. I hope you guys are well, and I hope that COVID-19 hasn't um, drastically altered your lives for the worse. And I hope to see you in Tamriel. Farewell, guys. Teddy! Yeah. Teddy, buddy, this is for you. You've been listening for a long time. Yep. You've been a supporter of ours for a long time. I can't wait to group up with you and run some content. Just you, me, possibly Cash. Why is it possibly? And uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't go with. I mean, there's there's things that stand in the way. Well, anyway, Teddy. <laughs> Anyway, hey, it's all seriousness. Much love, buddy. Thank you for calling in, and yeah. uh, we do look forward to just having some good times and content with you, fun. Yeah, you. like a little backstory on Teddy, guys. He, um, Teddy's been listening since the beginning, and he's he's a hardworking kid. He's, he's getting through high school. He's finally going to college, but he has not been able to play the game, and he's finally in the game now, but he's been with us 
since the start, like listening to lore and writing in and yeah. like being part of the community and the whole thing. So it's really pretty cool yeah. to see him, you know, finally get to the point to where he's able to get in game and, but just, a, just a hardworking kid doing his thing, going to school. Like we're proud of you, bud. Thanks. Teddy, you'll be happy to know Rich Lambert, creative director at ESO Online, is currently watching this episode. He's typed in chat. He wants to be in the group as well. So you can look forward to that. You, uh, me, awesome. Cash, and Rich hey, Lambert. Rich. We'll do something. All right. So good things, my friends. Good things. Yep. All right. And finally, Flyrod90. Hey, Lore Seekers. It's Flyrod90 here. And I just wanted to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. The world's a little rough at the moment, but. You guys are a silver lining in Tamriel. Between your podcasts and the steps you're taking to make sure that people are able to take care of themselves, you guys are doing more than enough to take care of the Lord Seekers family. Um, yeah. When we had to make the switch from uh, sorry console to PC, we were, we were a bit nervous about rebuilding, but you guys welcomed us with open arms. Uh, you gave these two Lord Seekers a home we're proud to be a part of. The community is one of the best and most loving and ones that I've been able to be a part of. So thank you guys. Jibs, Cash, all the lore seekers. And as always, Dilly Dilly. That warms my heart, man. That's cool. Me too. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, okay, uh, waterworks are going to start. Do you need to do the whole baby dolphin thing? Yeah, I know. Dead baby I mean, dolphin, your... dirty socks. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the things that make me angry and not want to cry. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a good voicemail. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was really cool. That we're glad to have you with us and Absolutely. you know, getting little messages like that just yeah. stoked the fire for us. So thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, thank you, friends. Thank you for your voicemails and emails. And as always, you can email us lorsigerspodcast at gmail dot com or you can always call us. 765-382-6961. Hear ye, hear ye, Tamarill has some news. All right. So you're tuning yeah. in this episode. There's a lot of news. I'm going to tell you right now, we had to record early this week, okay? We're doing this on a Tuesday night. Normally we do this later, but schedules. So we're here on Tuesday night, all right? So if anything comes out after Tuesday, we'll be covering it on next episode it's only because i have to go back to that place tomorrow (laughs) i gotta go back (laughs) i don't want to go i don't want to go i want to stay home (laughs) i want to stay home bobby oh all right friends well it's that time and i'm before we go anywhere before we do anything we're gonna be talking a whole lot of stone thorn and we want to start it off with this stone thorn is coming to pc Mac Stadia on August 24th. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, September 1st. That's a week later. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not two weeks later for consoles. It's a week later. (laughs) Yep. Pretty awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it. the last time last time you were here listing the show, friends, we were talking about ESO Live, and they were going to be talking about the next DLC. We kind of briefly talked about like what you know where's it going to go we didn't know where it was going to be um and now we have a solid idea of exactly where it's going it's called stone thorn there's a lot of things 
and a lot of people that are included in this. Cash, we're gonna go straight. We'll talk about meet the character in just a minute. We're gonna go straight into the uh, straight into the release. So this coming to us from Stone uh, from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Stone Thorn. Maybe if I can say this right. Stone Thorn. An update twenty seven preview. We got a lot of good things that came from the ESO Live, and this released right in the middle of ESO Live, and uh, it's going to give you an overview, and then what we're going to do is talk about notes that we took when we watched all this being announced. So, quote, experience more Dark Heart of Skyrim stories and challenge your team with two exciting new dungeons, Stone Garden and Castle Thorn, both coming soon with the Stone Thorn DLC in Update 27, end quote. So, friends, we're going to be going through this from top to bottom. We want to make sure you get all of it. It's then, a lot. It's a lot. And then we're going to be talking notes, all right? So just buckle down, enjoy. We've got a lot of news. Like just stated, The Elder Scrolls Online Stonethorn Update 27 is coming soon for PC, Mac, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Stadia. This DLC dungeon pack and update brings all new challenges, stories, and features, including Stone Garden Group Dungeon, Castle Thorn Group Dungeon, New item sets and collectibles, new Dark Heart of Skyrim storylines, improvements to performance, homestead character pathing for the housing editor, various fixes and balance changes. In the Stonethorn DLC, you and your team can explore two exciting new dungeons that build upon the tales from the earlier earlier Harrowstorm DLC and Greymore chapter. Note that while these dungeons are part of a larger, grand narrative. You can jump in and enjoy their stories without having to complete any of the previous Dark Heart of Skyrim adventures. In fact, if you wish, you could begin your year-long journey right now. Dude. But it's better if you do the stories. It's really good if you do the stories. It's way better. It's way better. Do the lore. Do it. Do it. Yep. But uh, why uh, why don't you give them the overview? Castle Thorn. So Castle Thorn... A uh, vampire army rises from the fortified halls of Castle Thorn, led by the Keep's Master, the powerful Lady Thorn, who we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Before this dread host can march on the people of Western Skyrim, you must assault the fortress. Fight your way through the monstrous legion and put a stop to their invasion. And man, we're gonna we're gonna bring this meet the character right in alongside this. Castle Thorn's DLC, uh Castle Thorn's group dungeon, I'm sorry looked so beautifully dark so perfectly gothic and so amazingly vampire beautifully dark and perfectly gothic man it was awesome i'm a huge fan yeah well i mean your vampire is your thing too no Hmm? yeah oh i thought you said no i was like well i I was supposed to agree with me right sorry i was i was (laughs) It's in the my... notes. Agree with Cash. <laughs> wiping something off my mustache, and it sounded like. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, yeah, I sh- I'm clean. I swear. But uh, yeah, um, uh, man, it looks so good. You know, you had those real dark hues. You have those, and if you're, especially if you're, um, oh shoot, if you played through the storyline of, uh, you know, Graymore, I mean, this is this is a great extension of that. Yeah, you know, it I mean, it rolls it rolls right into it, and when you actually see the visuals of Castle Thorn, it it's all the vampire feels. 
Oh, yeah. So, and then, like I said, we're going to talk Lady Thorn here in a second, which is an incredibly dark addition to the whole thing. But um, the way that the entire story has been laid out, it it feels like a chase, the entire thing. Yeah, and really that's does. what I—that's what I've—I've I've really enjoyed about it, and I think that it's—and there were some twists in there too. I know we're not talking Graymore story, but like there were some twists in there that I was—I literally caught myself just going, oh, "The hell just happened?" <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which which I enjoyed, and and I I know that there's going to be more of that here and especially with two more done we got two more dungeons because item sets we're going to be talking about oh my gosh it's we've just got more and more and more and more and the yeah. whole this whole announcement was like uh oh by the way tune in in two days we're, yeah. we're gonna let you know what the what the next installment is we're just like yeah. excuse me what <laughs> what yeah that escalated quickly yeah i did this really got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was. It, you're right though, and um, it really does. It's such a good point. It really does feel a whole lot like Cloak and Dagger, like this entire yes. story. You know, just the you you think you have your hands on the great evil, and all of a sudden you don't, and you're like, oh, so close. Yeah. Oh, and then um, just all kinds of things happening, and I'm so glad that this dungeon is a part of this DLC because Lady Thorn and that meet the character I think that that is hands down my favorite meet the character of all time. You want to talk about it right now? Yeah, let's just dump let's just jump into yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's good. We're going totally off the notes you guys. Yeah. See, we yeah. don't always say what's on the teleprompter. No, we don't. Go so, hug everyone Tamriel. I'm gonna, I'm going to let you lead. All because right. I, I got my own things about this. I just, there is, uh, I like the, here's, okay. Here's what these meet the characters do. They add a different layer in a different, okay. So you know how shadows change throughout the day, depending on where you're standing, right? And the sun is in the, in the, you know, in the air. Well, I feel like playing the game is one shadow that you're seeing of a person. One, you know, one side to them. And then these meet the characters are just like a, a different time in the day. You know, the shadow's somewhere else. So I'm seeing a different part of these people. And it's fleshing it out so incredibly well. It adds so many layers. And Lady Thorn was, is hands down to me, reading what, uh, and who, it was uh, Fair, um, help me Fenorian. out. Fenorian. yeah. Yeah. Wrote the meet the character. He projected, and by the way, props to whoever wrote that. That was exceptionally well written. Um, but he portrayed Lady Thorne in such a way, to me, that my gosh, she she makes Molag Ball look like a tiny, just POS, man. I mean... Excuse me, what? What? How'd you... You summoned me? Did you give him a number? How'd you get this number? Don't worry about it. What? What? Uh, hey, how's it going? It's been a while, Molag. Yeah, are, yeah? are you talking about me right now? No, man. We love you. You know that. What, why, why? Why you gotta? Why you gotta throw out the curse words on the show? The kids listening, man. Or you bleeped it out. That's what you do. You edit. Oh. Oh. Now, here's okay. the deal. Yeah. If I'm, I'm out and about. I don't expect. Yeah. To have somebody talking crap about me. Yeah. No. 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 And who? Um, who's this lady Thorn? Like really? I, 
I don't know, man, but she, did you see what she did? She, like, killed an entire thing, a clan of vampires and a bunch of screaming, and she supposedly cooked them. Please. Really? Yeah, yeah you, you really think so? Done? What have you done? I've sucked the souls out of thousands. Oh. Well, I mean, you kind of got your arse whipped, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, Lady Thorne didn't, she didn't sound like she's all that in a bag of chips. You sound like you're a little nervous. Well, maybe I am. Yeah, all right. Anyway, you're talking crap. All right, all right, man. Say it to my face. You do you. Hey, you show up. Put up or shut up. I'm out. I don't like you. I like cash. I don't like you. Well, that's that's fair. Kind of a dick. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh, man, but Lady Thorne Whoa. was so well. Yeah, that got heated. Never know when he's going to show up. I know. Freaky. I don't know. I don't appreciate how he has her number anytime. I don't think he appreciates you. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So, here's my take on this whole thing. And I like the way that you you explained it about it adding an extra layer of depth to the lore that we're playing in the game, right? And then I'm also glad that you mentioned that you, whoever wrote this, or whoever's writing these which I'd love to find out who it is, but whoever's writing these is doing a fantastic job because they're detailing a character, but they're not doing it in a way to where it seems like it's like a biography of the person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. They're telling the story. It's a character within the game telling the story about this other person. And this happens to be like, Hey, you know, Fenorian's talking to his sister and he's like, Hey, you were, right that you didn't find a whole lot of information because there's not a whole lot of information on her but this is what I found in my investigation yeah and it touches on some issues that Fenorian has with his sister Gwendis and then he just lays everything out about Lady Thorne and you're just like whoa yeah. so the way that they do it as opposed to it just being a you know they were born here. This is what they did. This is what they've done. This is what you have to stop. Blah, blah, blah. It's not done that way. It's very, very well written from within. It's lore within the lore. Yeah, right? it's. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you said that because it, it embodies everything that Elder Scrolls is, is lore from a perspective from, you know, every perspective is different. Oh, my God. You are listening. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for saying that. Nodding? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, well, when I'm doing my lore lesson, I look over and, and I see your screen and you're like, you're like, old oh, man. Just... I am not. Oh, my <sighs> God. I am not. I am listening. I know you. I know oh, you my gosh. Now, you know how many people are going to be judging me now on lore lesson? They're probably Everybody. like, what are my jibs doing? Everybody should be poking you with a <laughs> stick to keep you awake. <laughs> I work hard on my lore lessons. I my oh my gosh! All right. So anyway, Lady Thorn, amazingly well done. The dungeon looks awesome. She's got gargoyles, gargoyles to the ninth degree lining in this dungeon. Uh, just exceptionally well done. Yeah, uh, agreed. All right. So Stone Garden is next. And the article says, "What terrible works has the mad alchemist Arcasis concocted from within his secret laboratory?" The dark creations of the Stone Garden found deep within the caverns of Blackreach are like nothing you've ever faced before. You and your party must confront the evil genius and his horrifying experiments, lest new monsters rise from the depths. Note, of course, these dungeons will have their own quest lines to experience new achievements, item sets, and collectibles to earn. So we got a brief look at Stone Garden, and 
this summary does it justice. It's literally a mad scientist. Yes. Made me very happy to see that. Yeah. And especially because there's some achievements that are right along that that same line. The mad yeah. alchemist type thing. I love yeah. the alchemy aspect of this game a lot. And I think yeah. there is there is a pretty big focus on that, not just as a as a crafting, you know, aspect of the game. But there's there's alchemy stuff is everywhere. And yeah. I just think that that is such a cool way to do it. And there's who is what was the name of the boss that's in um gosh. Scale caller. It's scale mm-hmm. caller. I think it's scale mm-hmm. caller, right? Mm-hmm. That dude's freaking cool. Or you have to, you know, he poisons the whole room. Yeah, nice and you got to yeah. go. You got to kill certain things, gather ingredients, so that so that yeah. your little NPC companion can make a concoction for you to to um basically purge the poison. That's, yeah, that's such a cool so fight. much fun. I was like, this yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. So hopefully exactly. there's more of that because I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it's cool. You know, they're and when they were showing it off on stream, you know, Finn and um, Jess and Gina were all going through this and. Essentially, this guy has repurposed these Dwemer, uh, what would you call it? Just um, mechanisms. They've completely, he's completely repurposed it for his own evil agenda. Yeah, there you go. And it looks absolutely amazing. Some of the visuals you're going to recognize, especially if you've been through the Gravemore story. And by the way, friends, um, and especially I know that you now that you've gotten through the main storyline, we are most definitely going to be doing a spoiler show coming up sometime soon. We're going to be talking full spoilers of everything about the story and what we th- think about it and all the good things there. So you can look forward to that. But man, sneak preview. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good, man. Yep. There's a little preview uh, of how that show's going to go. <laughs> ooh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's fun. Oh. Yeah, if you so, want to talk about the ultimate squirrel chapter, oh yeah, buddy, that is a, that is Graymore for sure because it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it feel it feels like Skyrim because you're in Skyrim and because so much of this part of Elder Scrolls Online has has been mirrored to look like the other game that we love, Skyrim, but it's also that way because it, there's shinies freaking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you go, yeah, I've there got so is many something side to pull your attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 amazing. It's you're right. Uh, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Eleven out of ten. Yeah, I think uh, I had the conversation with you yesterday, yesterday day before. It was probably yesterday about um how massive oh Black Reach is. It's it's. I was down there yesterday literally for the sole purpose of taking pictures of, of the little zebra-looking deers that are down there. It's amazing. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And I, I put a tweet out about it. I'm picking up my phone like I'm going to show you. I put a tweet on my phone. Um, <laughs> I put a tweet out about those about the deer down there. Do you remember what they were called? Uh, no, but I remember seeing that tweet. The, the glowing deer. Yeah, the little they look like zebras. Yeah. And I am a thousand percent in love with them. Like I my Bosmer needs one following him badly. Oh yeah. But yeah, Veil Deer, chat says. Yes, thank you. Thank you, chat. Yes. 
the veil deer. Oh my god. Beautiful. They're so bitching. And Beautiful. I literally was down there just to take pictures of them so that I could tweet it out like this is like my favorite thing in the game now. This that little zebra deer. <laughs> oh, it, it's amazing. You're you're right. It's it's uh the verticality in Blackreach is insane. Yeah. You, you know, you look up and it's just it just keeps going. It's huge. And it's and I man, I really props to whoever uh the team who focused on Blackreach. They did such a good representation of <laughs> like a lot of this was unknown. You know, like you, granted you got Blackreach and um Skyrim, but a lot of this, the way things looked, it's just so well represented, and not to mention so many cool little things in there. If you're if you're not flying through it and you're taking your time and you're looking around, you're gonna find a lot of cool things. Yeah, and I don't know. This is kind of minor spoilery, but there's there's Falmer down there. Oh yeah, man. And I don't yeah. even, I don't like to kill him. I like to run by him. And you know why I don't like to kill him? I feel freaking bad for him. Why? You gonna give him some mushrooms? No! It's this freaking <laughs> gnarly ass Dwemer gave him mushrooms and poor little snow. They used to be snow elves! We used to have really cool snow elves in Tamriel, you guys, and they're gone! Because <laughs> Dwemer are mean. They're kitty cat mean. So, anyway, I like to just run by the Falmer and try not to kill him. It's, you, could, you could run a good distance and you'll have this little train of Falmer running behind you. You know, okay. doing... <laughs> But you get to where you're going, and half of them will like rubber band out, so you only have to kill like a quarter of them. Yeah. Little tip for you. (laughs) Don't have to kill them all. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) So, ESO live notes that we walked away from the dungeons. A lot of these are really unique. One, Stone Garden will have three bosses, each with their own hard mode. Boom. Yeah. Dude, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. It that's makes true stuff. progression. I'm really glad they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, well, you've completed the dungeon. Yeah. Well, have you done all three hard mode? No, no. Damn, they're hard. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that days is hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's you know that I love that. Like you said, that level of achievement. You know, like yes. there's just that's the things that I would love to see like keep pushing that keep pushing that envelope how can you and what things can you tie to that the achievement that players can portray that says whoa that person has done this on this difficulty that person has conquered this you know what I mean you know what I, you know what would be really cool to see do you What's remember that? in days of old do you remember in days of old where you like you would go in with with a group of friends like and you would progress certain things. And I'm not just talking about Elder Scrolls Online, but games that we had played in the past where you would progress dungeons or end game content with friends and it would save. So like say you went in and you you threw yourself at boss number boss number 2 because you'd already gotten through boss number 1 for like a week and there'd be like a reset so you would be able to just go in and all the trash is gone. You go straight up to the second boss and give him give him a go again. Do you remember that? Where you would like yep. save your progress? Yep. That'd be kind of cool. What are you what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it would I think it would depend on the content. Like if we're talking 
a obnoxiously difficult trial that was gated and that the only way, like, it's not like a, um, like, you know, recently, so Sunday, you know, we were with the vet trial guild and we are the vet trial group and we, you know, did, um, uh, cloud rest, you know, how it's kind of open. You can pick your boss, whatever one you want to do. Yeah. Whichever you know one open, you want okay. to get your butt kicked by in vet. Yeah. Woo, buddy. That was, that was gnarly. <laughs> but, uh, let's say like, um, it's not open like that and it's gated to where you've got to first conquer this boss with a certain difficulty doing certain things in the fight. Right. Then, then I could see something like that, but I'll be honest, uh, for the most part, I really don't see the need in ESO for that, but I like where your idea is at. Because I, I know where you're coming from, and that was always a big thing, you know, back in the day. Like, you had to get through some stuff to get to the stuff. Right. You know, you know, and that was a just as much, to me, at least back then, it was just as much of a big deal. Yeah, you know? like, and the way that I, and the only reason I mention this is because I take, um, take Kynes Aegis, for, for example. They have upped the ante on trash poles. Yeah. You can't really call them trash pulls anymore because some of those mobs in between the bosses are as hard as the damn bosses. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to have strategy happening there. Otherwise, it's you're going to wipe. Yeah. So and we've we've had that happen quite a few times where it's like, OK, now we really like got to figure out, OK, focus these, you know, this half the groups over here, this half's over here. There's yeah. all kinds of different little things that we have to do that um make the that make the trash mobs not trash like it makes it challenging and i like that so to have a way to save that progress for the next week i think is pretty cool now don't get me wrong like i'm not complaining like this is not a game breaking thing because i'm completely fine with going through and doing it again the next week but like if we have you know, in our, our vet trials group, we have a set amount of time. So if we only make it to boss number two, and I'm not, not really talking about the dungeons, because I think the dungeons will probably be fine, but I'm talking about like harder content in the try in vet trials. You only have a certain t- certain amount of time for for our trial. And if you get to boss number two that week, it would be nice to be able to start at boss number two next week yeah and continue through it's it's just a thought yeah. i don't know i'm just no no, no. I, it I'm, saves time I like it will it. save you time so you yeah. can progress yeah if the content warrants it then absolutely you All know right. what i mean you know especially when you consider because you know they're gauging time as well like how long should it roughly take to complete x you know what i mean y and z right so yeah i'm i'd be kind of intrigued to see where that goes i would be even further intrigued to see what kind of difficult content follow would follow that yeah, because you know? I mean they're definitely up in the scale on oh, yeah. how on how hard stuff is, and like we're yeah. not, you know, we're not Hodor, obviously, you know, just mm. so. But we're learning. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're coming from. That that's a cool idea. Yeah, I just a thought. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, I have dig these it. random hey. thoughts that just pop in my head, and all of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, is, is that where our three a.m. phone calls happen? Don't say it. Don't say <laughs> it. And then I say it, and then we segue. Then we get emails. 
I didn't. I don't think I insulted anybody on that one though. So we're good. No, you did pretty good. I think that was a good one. <laughs> Um, so to go along with hard modes, we have another uh, some more notes here on ESO Live. New hard mode activators are coming to all hard mode content moving forward. Now, when you what this looks like is a pedestal, and when you activate it, a banner appears and it's glowing and it looks pretty awesome up in the air. There'll be no intention to add this to previous dungeons, so that's pretty cool. New hard mode indicator instead of the question: Did someone push it? Did, did we get it? Did, you know. Yeah. It's it's obviously right there in front of your face. Like, <laughs> this is happening. Everyone knows. It's obvious. Yeah, and it's a little emote of somebody putting a knife to your throat going, <laughs> You're about to die, son. <laughs> we gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I, but, uh, I really like that. This is, yeah. that's going to be cool. And that's all hard mode content. So, yeah, moving forward. You don't yeah. have to check it anymore to see if you're actually in. Yeah. Are we in Vat? Yeah, now they well that's that's a good point. And they did say that in the old content, it's not entirely possible to put these in all of them, so they're not going to right now. This is just something they're doing on all new content moving forward. Oh, starting no with intention to add this to previous dungeons. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All content yeah. moving forward. Now I get it. See, I'm smart. Yeah. See, I when read, you read the notes, I it's, read good. It's amazing what you'll find. It's pretty. <laughs> you actually do your homework. You learn <laughs> things. <laughs> That's what my teacher said. All right. So upon entering a Stonethorn dungeon, you will receive the energetic Dwarven Shock Spider non-combat pet as well. Yeah, buddy. That's good stuff. Uh, So now we're going to move into uh, update 27. And we've got game improvements coming. Balance changes. New features to all ESL players. Friends, we're going to do the cliff notes here. Uh, oh wait, no, that's patch notes. Man, we still have patch notes. Wow, we got to get moving. Yeah, we're All right. just we're just gonna clip on patch notes. It's no biggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for performance improvements with update twenty seven, the team is continuing to work on in game performance, uh, which includes the impact of certain item set abilities, in, uh, fixes server task messaging, introduces a new critical memory management system, and more. These additions and updates will help game stability and reduce load times in addition to decreasing the number of memory crashes and performance drops. The big deal, the big deal with Update 27, if you're a fan of housing, well, eat your heart out because Homestead Character Pathing is coming to the game. With the addition of Character Pathing to the housing system, you can build paths for your abode's many residents. This includes pets, mounts, assistants. And they can follow. Uh, let's see. Pets, mounts, and assistants. To follow, uh, you can specify many locations or nodes for each path. You can pick their walk speed. You can add delays. And you can even decide whether they loop through to their original location, ping pong back and forth along the path, or travel between nodes at random friends uh also quick note house guests that's another thing they didn't elaborate yet too much on that the pathing with the house guests is going to be amazing yeah this is this is going to bring your your housing to life and this has been something that long we have wanted and finally, we're we're seeing this. It's your housing is no longer going to be stagnant. This is going to be something that's living and breathing, and you have the capability to really make your house your own. Right. So this is cool. 
super super cool to have the housing guests yeah even the patch notes the pts notes uh the pts notes they um they really didn't give too much away yet and i'm glad i'm glad there's a there's a there's some cool things i think coming with house guests yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing number one how you acquire them Mm -hmm. and number two what they are who they look like Uh, yeah can they change outfits i don't know is that something that might be coming in the future i don't know right Right, right, right. but i don't i don't want to talk wall of crazy i definitely don't want to talk wall of crazy but house guests coming to your house oh and you just tell me to shut up and i will Mm, no i know where you're going it gets me thinking about companions (gasps) oh yeah not necessarily combat companions but like a pet oh you're freaking awesome Mm. Yep. Have just, somebody with like an extra bag. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder how far they'll push that. Like, like are we Stibbons. talking like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the companions would be awesome. Uh, gosh, just all the kinds of characters you could bring along. But in the house guests, I wonder how far they're going to push that. Are we talking like people who have like Dark Brotherhood or Assassin theme homed? Are we talking like a Dark Brotherhood NPC? Like, is a speaker going to show up? Well, you know, just. I mean the. Th- the theme of the game evolves and changes all the time. So who's to say, you know, who's to say for each chapter, there isn't a companion that comes out for your house, not a companion, but a house guest that comes out for your house. That's themed to that chapter. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, this is awesome. awesome. A Khajiit freaking selling wares. Oh, dude. I know. It's nuts. Yeah. Mike. Oh, you shut up. Oh, buddy. Oh, you shut your dirty Woo. mouth, sir. Woo. Yeah. Oh, man. You have Mike at your house. That would just Holy be crap. insane. GG, count me in. How many crowns? <laughs> you can have it for the low, low price of $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know. Sign me up. Oh, I know. Oh, man. All right. So for the sake of time, we're going to keep moving here. So. Moving into uh, PTS. This is out on PTS. Stonethorn's out on PTS right now. You can go check this out. And one final bit before we move into patch notes, PTS patch notes, is the fact that, and we're going to talk gear later. We'll talk in the future episode as far as you know the gear you can expect from Stonethorn. Maybe we'll talk about it the next episode. You can look forward to that. But uh, Q4 DLC, they, pol- they wrapped it all up. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, Q4 DLC, yeah. Its name is Dark Storm. So mm. you can look forward to that. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. The names are sexy, man. Uh, I know, man. That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. I'm excited. I'm liking it. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, so many good things. Uh, <sighs> so PTS Patch Notes for Stonethorn is out now. And there is a lot. Uh, there's 44 pages. I, 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 Rich, for still here, still here, I think it's what you said on Twitter. You were talking about 44 pages yeah. and um and, and you know, we're not gonna you know go gina puts those together i yeah like that's a lot that's a lot of work yeah yeah so, yeah yep. thank you gina yeah much love uh so what we're gonna do is highlight a few things all right now there's a lot of things that are gonna stick out to you and we would highly encourage you to go check this out because there is a lot of potential changes coming to current sets <laughs> that you need to be aware of <laughs> okay so so I I love our YouTube content creator 
friends that are out there because they're they're putting <laughs> no they're putting out some amazing stuff and like um the one that i saw was all casts and i always like i like to read the patch notes and then i like to go and and watch because you know a lot of the theory crafters just have a better understanding of some of the stuff so it helps me to understand like oh that's yeah. what that means right but um for instance, Skinny Cheeks, who we we pay a lot of attention to Skinny Cheeks because his builds are fantastic and he's a cool dude. Yeah. He had a three, it was like three different in, installments of videos and they were all, they were both like, or they, all three of them were like two hours each. <laughs> I was Ooh. like, oh my God, that is a deep dive into these patch notes. Yeah, we're man. definitely not going to do that to you guys, but there were some things that stuck out to us. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Yeah. And we'll just kind of jump into this here and we'll move through this. Uh, first up, before we get to gear, any of the things, homes. New homes. You're like, well, homes? What, what do you mean? Well, it's important to note one particular home, at least, it's going to be launching with this. All right. There's two homes that are in test. All right. Each available with unfurnished templates. First up, Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery. I like it already. Tucked away in scenic Yalmarch, this rustic gallery contains a plent- contains plenty of space to display all manner of antiquities. A gorgeous waterfall provides water to a private pond, creating a perfect setting for scholarly gatherings. Dude, and what? What? What'd they say? I just read <laughs> What'd they say? Uh, Pip was saying that she was watching Zynodes, um reading the patch notes the other day, and he freaked out over being able to path a path a monkey up a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, it's so hard not to uh, read chat while we're doing the show. That's so good, dude. dude Antiquity's house. <laughs> Antiquity's house. It's so good. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I, I actually, you know that I'm not a PTS guy very much, so no, I'm not either. Um, that's why I like YouTube so much because I can look at videos of people who are five. going through that content, but <laughs> that one does look yeah. cool. A place that, that can, you know, there's so many dang antiquities that you can get and it's just really cool that there's a house that's kind of tendered for that. Tendered, not yeah. tendered. Quit being weird, Jibs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Five I'm bright. excited. I have, actually I haven't seen it yet. Let me rephrase it. I haven't seen it yet, but just reading this sounds good to me. Next, you got Stillwater's Retreat. This frozen coast location features a dwarven passage that leads past two deep alcoves and out to a frozen lake set amid the natural beauty of Skyrim. Hidden away beyond the lake, an ice cave awaits those seeking further respite from the world. Yeah. <sighs> that seems like it might be another one of those houses like the um the cold harbor house. Mm-hmm. That's just open open area so you can do all kinds of things. All kinds of things, yeah. That open area housing is definitely starting to becoming a, a staple when it comes to Elder Scrolls. Yeah. More and more of those are starting to pop up. So yeah, new houses. Um of course, items, item set changes. We've got itemization changes. This is a big deal. The armor traits. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. There's there's a bunch. And, okay, so the patch notes, you guys, are 
we've already said they're quite extensive, but it pretty much hits on all kinds of things within the game. So when it gets into the stuff that's gameplay, there are a ton of changes that are based on um, performance. But the way they've done it is very interesting because they're doing they're doing class balancing like at the same time to start to have or to help out with that performance. So some of the item changes, one of the biggest ones that hit us right off the bat is that you know we play PVE, so a lot of our characters we put the divine trait on our gear, right? So the bonus and divines increases you know, the, um, the Mundestone, whatever Mundestone that you have on is what your divines affects. So they're increasing that to 9.1%, which is up from 7.5%. We going to hit hard, bro. Yeah. So whatever Mundestone you have is going to be, you know, two-ish percent more powerful, which is, that's a flat across the board buff to everybody that runs divines. Um, and there's a whole bunch of changes for all of those. Like, for instance, like if you're in PvP and you run in-pen gear, reduce the critical resistance granted to 127 down to 172, down from 172. That's a big change. So. That is a big change. It's going to be, there's going to be some more viability for running other things on your armor other than just impen if you're in PvP all the time. And that's kind of already started. There's a lot of people running uh, well-fitted now, which is that cost reduction to, um, uh, what is it, block and dodge. I forget off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cost reduction for that. But now, like, even that's been changed 6% up from 5%. So some right. things are taking a little bit of a hit. Some things are, are getting pretty decent buffs. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's some, some other things that really hit me like in the face. This first one is just funny and I loved it. This is a change of the night blade. So I'm, I can picture Gina saying this. But summon your summon shade ability. So that's going to be changed. The morph can now be cast without a target of the shadow image can. So the shadow image morph, it reads the shade from this ability no longer has player collision active to prevent issues where it could become stuck or be used as a stepping stool. <laughs> Please be more considerate of your shade's feelings as it is an extension of you and you are worth it. <laughs> Oh, Gina. <laughs> I lolled. I was like, well played. That's a good one. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, all right. So here's some other changes. Jewelry traits. Arcane and robust. Those traits for your jewelry. Increase the maximum resource granted to 877, up from 870. So it's not a huge change. This one was a bigger one. Bloodthirsty. This trait now grants up to 250 weapon and spell damage against targets under 90% health, which scales it linearly per 1% missing health, rather than granting what it used to be, which is the flat 10% damage increase against targets under 25% health. So, bloodthirsty, like, is what is usually what a lot of people are running... Um, as the trade on their jewelry, because when you hit that 25% and you get that enemy into execute range, 
your damage like starts going up, 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 up. And you can usually have a pretty good burst when they're under 25%. And you might have to change your rotation to maximize that execution. But what this means to me is that once a once an enemy hits 90%, you're going to see a much... Uh, you're not even probably not even going to see it. You're just, it's just going to be a gradual uh, increase in you know, like a gradual bonus that you're getting with Bloodthirsty, as opposed to when that enemy hits 25% and you seeing that spike of your DPS. I look forward to seeing what that does for... Yes, you know, that one's going to be parses and other things. interesting. So, like, you're basically what you'll see, if you're hitting a dummy, you're going to see higher numbers earlier on in the parse, and you're not going to see that boost toward the end. That's kind of how I'm reading that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's another one, too. There's a lot of Harmony builds in... Um, Cyrodiil right now and they're pretty damn powerful when I say harmony I'm talking the jewelry trait so they're doing a little diff, a little change to that harmony um, is now this the synergy effectiveness bonus that you get with that trait is 20% now instead of 35% so, <laughs> that's kind of kicking those harmony builds right in the nuts mm-hmm. um, and remember this is all about balance it's all about balancing classes and gameplay. Here's another one. This one was very surprising to me. Hollow Fang, which is a very, very popular set run by a lot of healers. Gives you yeah. back resources. Right. Reduce the Magicka granted from this set, from this set to 2,500-ish down from 3,000. So that's a 25% decrease Ooh. in Hollow Fangs. Yeah. Here's a big Glad one. I'm not a healer. <laughs> False gods. Oh man, this one hurt. Kind of a popular magic set. Yeah. Remove the extra five piece bonus of spell damage on the normal version of this set and the extra five piece bonus of magicka on the perfected version to better mirror the power of vicious ophidian as the perfected version of quick serpent. Ouch. That's what you call yeah. when they get both of them. That one, that one is going to be interesting. <laughs> Whew, yeah. And then this one particularly, I mean, at least now on my character now, this one hit me pretty good too. Reduce the maximum number of stacks on the arms of Reliquin to the perfected version of 15 down from 20. So it means that you're going mm. to be able to get, I think this is good. I think. Look, I'm not that smart. I think this is a good thing because it they're also doing the same thing to Sororia. Now, Reliquin and Sororia, um, Reliquin being a very popular stamina set where Sororia is a very popular Magicka set. They're both from Cloudrest. They work off of a stack system. Yep. And it works with your light attack. So every light attack you do gives you a stack all the way up to 20. And when you hit the maximum amount of stacks, that's where you get the biggest benefit out of both of these sets. But what they're doing is reducing, like for Reliquin, they're reducing the maximum stacks to 15, which means that you're going to be able to get to that max faster, but the maximum benefit's going to be a little bit less, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm taking this because you're only it's only 15 stacks so you're only getting 15 of that amount instead of yeah. 20 right 
and so then Sororia is um oh man that one <laughs> so yeah Sororia is going down to 10 stacks from 20 but what they are doing is increasing the spell damage that you get per stack it's almost doubled there is that yep so Perfected versions though it could level out a little bit better you know, and it, this might oh, be a performance no, it's thing. It's like, I don't understand the ins and outs of why all these changes are happening, but I, I, I really just want to see what the end result is, you know, because it's kind of confusing yeah. to see what it's actually going to do. You got to actually it's, play with it to see if it's going to be a, like a true nerf yeah. or not. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's I know we're both visual people. Like we have to see it in action for us to actually, right. oh, you know, get it kind of thing. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. When I first read that, I I saw stacks uh, reduced to ten down from twenty. I'm like, oh! I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, all right. So spell damage is better. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> right. So there's um, it's gonna be one of those things. It honestly reminds me. Remember when people were freaking out about the DPS crunch? Yeah, and everything balanced out, and everybody and shut everything up. balanced out, right? Yeah. yeah, and everyone just like you notice how. Like, every once in a while, you'll get that. It's like one of those comments. Like, there's always somebody who downvotes a cat video. It's like, well, every once in a while, you'll get one of those comments regarding the DPS crunch now. But it's not really a thing now. I look forward to seeing where this all lands. I don't even know where this is going to go. I don't even have ideas. It, I mean, yeah, to me, it like, there's people just squawking and complaining about stuff. And they, oh, they do all the time. And there's other people that are like, this is going to be great. I know Zynode was saying, you know, was saying, too, is like, this is this might be the best patch ever. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what did get nerfed though, and I, we knew this was coming. Right, Thracian Stranglers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it got a freaking full nerf, and we uh, we knew that was going to freaking happen. If you guys don't know what Thracian is, Thracian was um, a set that you could get that would very it would temporarily increase your DPS like astronomically based on um, stacks of things you know of things that you kill you kill things you get stacks and these stacks of spell damage would absolutely just blow everything else out of the water but like if you if you got killed then you lose your stacks and you have to build them up again anyway long story short people were putting out some insane numbers like where an excellent player would be putting out you know 85 to 90k dps you put on Thracian and they're hitting in the, you know, 110s to 120. Like, insane amount. Well, anyway, they nerfed it by half. <laughs> Reduce the spell damage granted per stack to 92 down from 150. Reduce the penalties per stack to 1% down from 2%. And this stack... Wait, the stacks from this set now last 30 seconds and refresh every time you gain a stack rather than being permanent and it also grants weapon damage now so it means it can be used by uh stamina characters as well so i would just take this as like a word of caution to anybody who is ever playing an mmo if there is a set that is clearly way outperforming like holy crap everyone grab this set and everyone's telling you out of nowhere get this set now get it now there's always a really good chance it's going to be greeted by a wuffle bat in the face yeah. in the next patch, all right? A sledgehammer. <laughs> so just, 
Yeah. Just keep your eyes out for that, just in the future, all right? But this was one of those one of those one item sets that you can get through antiquities that um yeah. that I I liked it because it gives you an incredible bonus in one area, but you know, it it'll dump you out in another area. Right. You know what I mean? Like the ones where yeah. where you know you have this you know, sprint ability or whatever, or you have like increased speed, but you can't sprint. Yeah. Or something like new moons where you get some amazing stats, but it increases the cost of, you know, of all your abilities by 5%. So it's a, it's a tip for tat type thing. Yeah. Which is, has been kind of cool. There are some, there are some changes to vampire. Um, I had a feeling that this was going to happen because, you know, there were, um, there were some things that needed to be moved around a little bit too. So eviscerate, which is the spammable basically for vampire, decrease the execute multiplier on this ability and arterial burst to thirty three percent down from fifty. So yeah. your execute is going to be a little bit less, a lot of bit less. Blood for blood, <laughs> yeah. the morph blood for blood, decrease the execute mul- multiplier on this. To 60% down from 100%, and it added that you cannot be healed for five seconds after casting it, kind of on your own. Oof. Yeah. Um, and here's here's another one. This was in the assault line. I mean, I, I don't mean to, like, belabor this whole thing, but uh, this one was interesting, too. Vigor in the assault line, which a lot of stamina characters use as their main heal. This, uh, this ability is being changed to the first skill line to unlock an assault and swap, has swapped places with rapid maneuvers, which is the speed buff that you can get. Now, they did this to have stamina builds um, a little bit of an easier leveling experience because a lot of classes don't really have a real good heal. So you could just go in, do a few battlegrounds and get vigor, open it up, and then you got yourself a heal, even at, at much lower levels. And I like this change. Um, now, they do mention that previous experience gained in both of the lines will be retained, but if your assault skill line is too low to obtain the third skill, you're going to have to level it in order to gain access to rapid maneuvers again. So, Do you see this as a PvE player move versus PvP? Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I do too. You know, because now at a, at a very low level, you can have, instead of going in and like putting in an inordinate amount of time and battlegrounds are in zero, you can have a little better leveling experience because you'll have a heal pretty quick. Mm. You know, it doesn't take very long to get that first skill unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. I get it and it makes sense. Um, and there's a lot of good changes, particularly, you know, if, if you're a warden, and you're thinking, you know, just another thing off the cuff. And I'm not going to really dive into it, but uh, Winterborn, the Winterborn set, you know, that's getting yeah. some nice buster PvP, so that's good. Um, <laughs> do you have, are you ready? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, I'm going I'm to step back, and I'm going to keep my eyes open and listen like I always do, and give you the floor. I don't fall asleep. Good luck. The Nibbanese are really boring. What? I said, good luck. The Nibbanese are really boring. Now you can hit the button. Oh, thanks, Dad. Sheesh. You're always so premature. I'm 
listening. <laughs> so anyway, friends, like we talked about before, this is a giant shout out to the friends that we uh, PVP with in Cyrodiil. Who were, I think, jokingly asking for a lore lesson on the Nibbin River Bridge. So we're going to one up that tonight and we're going to do our lore lesson on the bridge. Just a small part of it. But we're going to detail all things Nibbine. Because I know you've heard of the Nibbinese. They are from Cyrodiil. Let's talk a little bit about it. Nibbine, also known as the Nibbin or the Nibbine Valley, is the geographical area that's comprised of Cyrodiil's imperial province. Now, most of all of Cyrodiil, which we've talked about before in other lore lessons, is incredibly lush forest lands, and the region is considered to be the center of all of Cyrodiilic culture and also the home to the Nibbanese Imperials. Now, the area stretches from the Jural Mountains to the Swamps of Blackwood and is the location of Elder Scrolls Oblivion, if you played that game. Now, you have Chadenal to the north... That's right up above the Nibbane Basin. You have Lake Rumar in the center portion and the city of Bravo to the west. When you look at it all together, Nibbane is some of the most beautiful sites in all of Tamriel, if not just, you know, if not just Cyrodiil, but all of Tamriel. Now, there is a more wild and untamed portion of Cyrodiil, and that's going to be the southern portions, like around Topol Bay, and the areas extending into the Khajiit city of Rimen, which, by the way, was once an imperial-held province. Other notable locations in the region are, of course, Bruma to the far north, Leoween, which is all the way down at the mouth of the river in southern Cyrodiil. Now, here's a fun fact about the Nibbin River Bridge. It is located northeast of Castle Bloodmain and along the Nibbin Bay, and is a very well-known strategic military location in Cyrodiil. There's towers at both ends of the bridge. And the bridge is a known choke point that troops can either defend or use to retreat. Now, in Elder Scrolls Online, in Cyrodiil, the bridge is fully destructible. And is one of three bridges crossing the Nibbin Bridge. That's why it's so strategic, because you can funnel troops to other areas if you happen to take the bridge out. Now, you happen to fall into the water. I'm sorry. It's been real. But there are slaughterfish that are going to kill you. Or bloodport you. If you're looking for a quick death so you can move around the map. Anyway. That one's for you, Quick Joe. Okay. <laughs> so the Nibbanese people, let's talk a little bit about them. They are born of a melting pot of indigenous cultures were brought together by the Aelids while they were enslaved. We talked about the Aelids earlier. They are gnarly and they enslaved a lot of the indigenous races of Cyrodiil. What was that? They're awful. They're terrible. So some of these enslaved cultures in, or in some of the in, enslaved races were the Cothringi, super shiny faces, the Algama, the Alhared, the Men of Ket, and others, they all commingled together as they were enslaved. They reproduced, bringing about the Nibbanese, a new race of humans. 
Anemone is largely considered to be the soul of Cyrodiil, where the original Cyro-Nordic tribes thrived in culture and economic growth during the separation from Skyrim. Now, during their conflicts with the original slavers, the aliens, the concept of the battle mage was born. Now, these warrior mages became very revered and they formed the basis of the initial ruling class in Nibbani's society until later on after the Alessian clergy became a more traditional religious-based entity and became the seat of power. But it started with battle mages. That's my point. Freaking awesome. So with the leadership of former slave, St. Alessia, who was tired and fed up with the aliens and the Aldmer, the Nibbanese were freed from the oppression of the Aldmer and the aliens, and they formed their own society based upon free trade and mercantilism. The Nibbanese had a very deep appreciation for magic, art, commerce, and worship. Now, there is a little piece of the Imperial Geographic Society, which was written by the authors of the Pocket Guide to the Empire. And it says this about the Nibbanese. Traditionally, the East is regarded as the region's soul, magnanimous, tolerant, and administrative. It was the rainforests of the Nibbane Valley that the original Syro-Nordic tribes, the Nibbanese, learned a self-reliance that separated them culturally and economically from Skyrim. Here's a fun fact. In lore lesson number 20, way back when, we cover the Imperials in depth, including their Syro-Nordic heritage born from the Nibbanese. We also cover the rebellion against the Aldmer and the alien slavers led by Queen Alessia. Very interesting lore lesson. That is a really cool one because it talks about Alessia be going from basically being a slave to leading a rebellion mm-hmm. and changing the face of the heart of Tamriel. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So let's talk about some geographical features. The Nibbin Bay and the affinity of the Nibbanese for commerce went hand in hand. The land itself is fed by the Nibbin River and flows into the Topol Bay, making movement of imports and exports by waterway very accessible. The lands along the riverbanks provide lush, fertile soil for agriculture and livestock. And some of the things that they produced and exported, including moon sugar and ancestor silk, were very easily moved in and out of the region. Another thing which was very interesting about the Nibbanese is their architecture. The structures they create and the cities that they create were based upon their very culture, which is very bright and ornate. So all of their streets are wide. The buildings are spacious. They're colored with light colors. The construction and art centers around dragons. So you'll see that dragon motif kind of all over the place when something has to do with the Nibbanese. Now, their style of fashion was also very interesting, very bright and sometimes bizarre. And they adorned themselves with masks and shiny jewelry and sometimes very outlandish tattoos. They're very flashy people. So although traditional Lebanese people encompassed a wide area of Cyrodiil, the western arm of the province 
practiced their own autonomy for a time during the height of the Alessian influence. These folks, known as the Colovians, brought a quite different face to Cyrodiil. And we're going to cover the Colovians next week. Ooh. Yeah. Would have been really long <laughs> if we'd have covered the Colovians too. Because they have they're they're mm. their own deal. Very interesting. Mm. Wild childs. Mm-hmm. So we'll cover them next week. All right. That's it. Oh, that's it. It's not in the show notes, so I didn't know when it was going to end. That's the end of the lore. That's <laughs> okay. Bring in the music. Oh, man. Wow. All right. Well, good job, buddy. Thanks, man. You did good. That was good. Appreciate that. Thanks for staying awake. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's it's what I normally do when I listen, but uh, just to, you know, make it even more evident, my eyes are always open. I know people that can sleep like that. I know people who can punch people in the face when their eyes are open. <laughs> All right, friends, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lore Seekers podcast. And if you did, whatever platform you are using, leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, though, show you some love with a shout-out here on the show. We got one here from Santiago365 from the USA says man oh man where do I even start I just picked up listening to this podcast a month ago and holy cow it is absolutely brilliant I decided to start at the beginning and listen to volume one I'm currently at volume two I'm sorry you're listening to cash that long <laughs> episode like 10 and I'm absolutely in love with it Jibs and cash are the best two hosts you could ever have talking about ESO their enthusiasm personality and overall great vibe is so enthralling to listen to I've been playing ESO for about two years and my only regret is not listening to this podcast sooner. Great work. Honestly, you have made something so special to more people than you could ever imagine. Thank you so much. You all are the best. Well, that's... Oh, my gosh. Really nice. It's yeah. very nice. People Thanks. are writing some pretty amazing stuff lately, and thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, you can always call us again, 765-382-6961. Try to keep your voicemails around a minute or less. Try to keep your voice down. <laughs> you can always email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our physical address, P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47803. Now, you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are free. And for even more Lore Seeker content, Go to loreseekerspodcast.com. All the lore lessons, all the things. Don't also, don't fret. We haven't forgotten about a new lore lesson compilation from last volume, from volume six. You can look forward to that later. Uh, if you want to join the community, you can. Visit loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord. Join the Discord server and apply by typing slash apply on the apply to guild channel. Special thanks to Family Jewels and Sorco Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambiance. You can find us on social media. You can find Jibs on Twitter at JibsIRL. Cash at LoreSeekerCash. The cash is with a K. But most importantly, don't forget to follow the show. We're on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast, on Instagram at LoreSeekers, on YouTube at LoreSeekers, and right here on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash lore seekers podcast friends thanks for tuning in we love you long time be safe be loving love will win the day see you next week dilly dilly <laughs> tm
Chapter 6. How many times, Valkis, do I have to ask you not to interrupt me when I'm writing? Bah, you never minded my visits during your first few weeks here at the castle. Besides, he wants to speak with you. Who? Who do you think? Vindel? Oh, look, he caught on. Yes, yes, Vindel, he believes it's time you learn about more things. What things? You'll see. Velkus and Balin made their way through the castle halls. Various vampires shuffled about, carrying on conversations, and seemed focused with tasks at hand. Balin didn't ask, nor did he care. He never made a point to make friends at the castle. He spoke with Velkus, although unbearable at times, and on occasion he'd speak with Vindel. That was enough for him. He was used to having only one or two at the table. Rounding the castle stairs, Velkus continued. Do you recall our conversations about Vindel's heritage? We never spoke of his family heritage. Not the living family, his vampiric heritage, you milk drinker! Yes, Velkus, I recall. Ah, good. He'll appreciate you recalling such. Reaching the fifth level of the castle, Velkus and Balin walked silently down a long hall lined with portraits. Balin noticed most of the art, at least the ones that were still legible, were dated from the first era. Judging by the amount of cobwebs that covered the walls, Balin surmised this area of the castle was rarely visited. Finally, reaching a set of double doors, they entered the room. Ah, Velkus and Balin, thank you for joining me. Of course, Vindel. My service is, as always, available when needed. Lit with all manner of candelabras, the room was lined with bookshelves, filled with books from another age. In the rear of the room was a desk, covered with various scrolls and maps. This was Vindel's private quarters. And how is Balin? Curious. Oh? Valkus insisted I meet with you, but didn't say why. Indeed. Since you've arrived, you made quite the splash in the library. I've taken notice of your desire for knowledge, especially revolving around the vampiric codexes and tales authored by those unlike our kind. In much of my time on Nern, I've met very few like you, Balin. One who's so readily available and ready to become what is needed in the moment. You were a quiet bounty hunter with great skill and sword. You showed bridled rage when you first woke in the dying halls over Mignar, and now you showcase an infectious calm and desire to study. You're a man of many things, Balin, so I believe today is the day we teach you something you won't find in the codexes of our kind. Mainly because I've taken great lengths to make sure it isn't there. Do you recall the tales of how I became a vampire? Yes, my father bit me. Yes, he killed my mother as well. But did you pay special attention to how he ended the alchemist's life? He never touched him, yet he managed to snap his neck. My strand of vampirism is unique in its own right. It was haphazardly created through alchemy. Regardless of how much study I do on these scrolls on my desk, I cannot for the life of me find anything related to my strand in history's past. So I have to accept what this is, for what it is. Unique. And in the uniqueness comes something special. 
Our line of vampirism has the ability to move things with our mind. Telekinesis. It can be used in short bursts, giving you the edge you need. Whether in combat or other ways. Balin caught the glance of a shadow passing over his head, moving ever so steadily toward Vindal. Slowly, the figure came down to rest on an operating table, angled so the victim could stand while still meeting the gaze of those watching. Tightly wrapped in chains and covered with a mask, the shape was that of a man. The figure convulsed on the table, clearly trying to escape. Vindal removed the mask. Meet Dragus Furlow. You'll recognize him as the man from Morthal's tavern who told you all about the fabled amulet I wore to protect myself from, quote, arcane spells of destruction. Well, rest assured, there's no amulet, but this gentleman, apparently believing his own lies, came to my mountainside, making camp at the Red Door. And we can't have that now, can we? Dragus tried to scream at Bindle, but made nothing more than excited moans. Poor Dragus, it's hard for someone to listen to more of your lies when your tongue has been ripped out. But there, there, Balin will make it all better. Balin's eyes narrowed. Today, Balin, you are going to learn the skill of telekinesis. What would normally take years to perfect in Tamriel's Mages Guild, you can master in days. My strain of vampirism grants us a special affinity to this corner of the arcane, and I use it harshly. Vindal snapped the bone of Dragus's big toe, inverting the appendage back towards Dragus's ankle. Balin, your face has changed. Compartmentalizing your emotions again, put away the scholar and let your hatred for this man bubble to the surface. Are you ready to begin? Yes. Good. You see, for us, using this skill requires nothing more than combined focus and action. You'll pick it up quite easily, I'm sure of it. Newer members of the brood don't realize how quickly they can learn this, but with just a bit of eye-opening, you'll find it's quite simple. Focus with your mind what you want to do, using your eyes as the focal point for the ability. Then, when you're ready... Slightly flick your head the direction you want it to move. Come now, you try. Pick something on this man's body you'd like to move. Sit this nose, I've already had my fun. Balin closed his eyes, considering the many people in his life that had led him here. He had grown fond of Vindal, and though he'd never tell him, he even took joy in Velkus. But now, Balin focused on the ones who'd aided them in bringing him here. They were weak, so easily turned to tainted actions through the offerings of gold. Balin grew warmer, his anger growing at the thought of Mignar. How he betrayed him, how he had led him to believe he was family. Balin slowly opened his eyes, now bloodshot in color. Twitching his neck, Balin released Dragus's jaw from his body, flying to a random corner in the room. His neck twitched again, and again, and again. Arms snapped backwards, ribs protruded outward, feet now formed balls of gnarled, bloodied flesh. What was once Dracus Furlow was now nothing more than a jawless, eyeless, bloodied husk. Very good. Such power 
And so quickly, too. I believe you'll find great use for this. Belkis, old friend, would you do me the honor of calling for the bloodhounds? They'll have fun with this bloodied... Without warning, a female burst through the door, grasping for breath. Bendel, there's been an attack on the mountains. 